1: In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Talk Sport Daily.
3: Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, Andy Goldstein, your host of the Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast. Yeah, you get it, I, mean, I do the same joke every time. Though. Although, if you're downloading for the first time, you're probably going, "Ho oh, ho!" if this is what I've got to look forward to in future podcasts, I'm in for a real treat. Although, of course, if you've heard this millions of times, there is no treat. Anyway, we start with Darren Fletcher. He was on the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show. With Alan and the Montford Pele, and he was talking about Oli Gunnar Solskjaer should look to Scott McTominay to lead Manchester United.
4: He looks like the first name on the team sheet. He's been fantastic. The, the United games I've seen, you know, at Leicester, he, it was a bit of a flat game and he went thunder into a tackle and got the crowd up. You know, mm. a little bit old school. He's got drive, he gets on the ball, he doesn't hide. You know, his goal was fantastic and... He's starting to find his voice as well. I see him with his arms pointing at people and different things like that. And it's fantastic to see. It's obviously he's the one who's got confidence in his game now, and it, he's taking the onus on himself to drag the rest of the team with him. I love his interviews after games as well. You know, he's speaking about being a Manchester United player and what it takes, and saying all the right things. And you know, credit to the lad because you know there was he was getting a little bit of you know stick when he first came into the team, as everyone does. The pressure is big. But he's come through that now, mm-hmm. and he's, he's definitely leading this Manchester United team. And you know, others should look to him as to how to do it. Get your head down, get stuck in, get on the ball, show an arrogance believing yourself when you get on that pitch you're a Manchester United player stick your chest out
5: yeah, yeah. so Dan, uh, with, with Ollie then he needs at least a couple of transfer windows now to try and shape his side bring in his own players uh, the the fun should be there so United fans the message is you've got to be patient
4: I think that he's saying that being inside Old Trafford last night inside the stadium I sensed the patience to be perfectly honest with you I didn't sense people getting on the team's back and I haven't sensed that since I've been there this season so I think especially the fans inside the stadium, they're recognising that it's a young team, they're recognising that Ollie's doing lots of work in terms of reshaping the squad, reshaping the mindset, you know, trying to get these ninety percent ninety minutes performances out of them, you know, they, they can see what Ollie's trying to do. I know he's doing loads behind the scenes that nobody sees and getting rid of the players that don't want to be there for whatever reason and as he said, I'd wait in to identify the right targets and not just buying players for the sake of it. He would rather wait and be patient because ultimately that's the best thing for Manchester United.
3: It was, of course, a busy night in the Champions League as Aussie Ardiles' Tottenham Hotspur were in action. Danny Mills was on kickoff talking Spurs. Then, of course, you lot were phoning in on the sports bar having your say on national radio.
5: I did tell you there was three minutes left Spurs two Bayern Munich seven Serge Gnabry left North London from Arsenal when Arsenal Vegas sold him for five million pounds he's come back tonight and he scored four goals against Spurs all in one half this one another clinical finish
2: a really heavy embarrassing defeat really you know for Tottenham by Bayern Munich who are yes they are a very very good side questions now will be asked of, of Richo Pochettino mm. I just wonder if Had Real Madrid not come back and got a draw in that game, Mm. those questions might have been even greater because there might have been a bit more pressure on Cinezine Zidane tomorrow morning if they'd have lost that game at home.
5: One, two, three, four, five...
1: I cannot believe what I've seen tonight, to be honest, can't believe it, um, it's just awful. I've got to tell you, I think we've got an ageing two centre-halves that just cannot keep up with the pace. I thought Arieh was absolute crap tonight, and I just think that, as you say, there is something wrong at the club. It has been for the, since the beginning of this season, something is not right.
3: But let me ask you, you mentioned the ageing centre-halves, Trevor, five months ago this team Got to the Champions League final. You got top four. I mean, it can't all all change in five months, can it?
1: It Well, it obviously has because something is wrong at the club. Um, I just think that that the way that we're playing isn't working. I think Poch, I said it last week when I phoned up, I think Poch has lost the dressing room. I think he is a lot to blame and I think he's gone stale. And quite frankly, I do think we need a change at the top to put some life back into
3: this team. Seven spooky spiders. One,
6: two,
1: three, four, five, six, seven. Basically, I just wanted to talk about the performance and the deterioration of it. First half, you know, first 15, 20 years, I was thinking we, we've got we You, know, you saw out about four or five chances. I thought we got them on the ropes. But when, when we missed them, I thought they're, they're going to come back to bite us. And I don't know how they scored two in the second half because I thought we are absolutely all over them. And then second half, we came out with no fight, no bite. We were really poor. I and mean, the earlier callers as well uh, coming on saying they want to watch out. I completely disagree with that. Um, you know, it's, it's all well and good saying I oh, hasn't won anything. But realistically, he, you're not going to get anyone better than him. And they're all about Mourinho. Mourinho, he may win a, may win a you know, Capital cap One Cup wherever whatever. He'd be good for a season or two. But long term, I think he'll be rubbish. Poch will take a couple of players with him if he leaves.
0: It'll,
6: it'll,
3: it'll go down nil from there. Seven circles. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. How you doing, boys? We're OK. How are you, Matt? Been better. Um, as I said to the, to the boys that answered the call, um, we've got a number of problems
1: at Spurs. We've got the, Daniel Levy being the biggest one, Pochettino being the second, um, players like Sergio Aurier that aren't even fit to lace the boots of half the players that, that played for Spurs. It's just a complete and utter shambles. Two goals against Arsenal, two goals against uh, Olympiakos. Can't beat Colchester, can't beat Leicester. It's an absolute
3: joke. (laughs) (laughs) On now to Hawksby and Jacobs. You can find them Monday to Friday from 1pm to 4pm or at the weekends in any good old people's home. Anyway, this is them doing what they do best.
5: There's two Rita Aura non-stories for those who collect them. Yes, yeah, sure. You know, basically, Rita arrived somewhere. She was wearing something, and uh, then she arrived somewhere else, and she was wearing something. <laughs> Tremendous, isn't it? You should be a showbiz reporter, Andy. <laughs> well, you just me, get to the root of it, don't you? And it's always the headline: "Frock and Aura." Rita Aura paints the French <laughs> capital red. And she yeah. wasn't wearing red; really, it was more pink. As she flies in for Paris Fashion Week, oh yeah, a singer 28 was wearing a low-cut mini dress. Who cares to yeah. promote her new material and Escada? Clothing collection. I mean, that's it, isn't it, really? (laughs) Do you have the latest in our series? I bet he's fun to have a pint with. Oh, yeah, go on.
7: Uh, this is Mark Cranston, who is a former police officer, and he has a collection of over three thousand five hundred bricks. Bricks, yeah, bricks, really? really. So there you are. You're in the pub, and uh, former PC Cranston. He may have been, I don't know, he may have been a sergeant or
5: whatever. But uh, he's uh, he's sitting there, and he says, There are How many different? Time? I can think of yellow <laughs> bricks, you know, the London stock, and then the red brick, obviously. Can I go through all the what different other bricks? Brick is there are there? Other, other bricks are available. I'm not are sure. They? There's
7: three thousand five hundred. I would have thought so."
5: But uh, I bet he's fun to have a pint with, don't you? you'd, oh, be, yeah. you'd be making a quick escape, I would imagine. Yes, true. Uh, conker trees, because it's that coming up to the, uh, that time of year <laughs> when there's is. a conker shortage.
7: This is great. This isn't even a an international
5: break. <laughs> I know. We've, got, we've, got champion, we've covered the Champions League football. We're now in the conkers. <laughs> it's always at this time of year that Conkers are in trouble I don't know why they, they've got a great PR effort the people at ConkerCaf yeah they're very good they're very if good not ConkerCaf I think you're no, you are fine. it's nothing to do with them
7: but no. you're right they do they, they, they really talk up the World Conker Championships yeah. by saying there's a shortage they should be doing all the PR for the X Factor it might get the audience up it well, might work because they they're always good at getting a newspaper <laughs> story every year Andy and we fall for it we do we speak to the bloke who's the, the conquer supremo because uh, we always read the story that there won't be one this year because there's a shortage of, shortage of conquers we mm. get him on and he says oh yeah we may not have one and the next time we speak to him is the day after it's happened oh yeah we found enough we're a right pair of mugs we fall for it every year every year every year we go for right. it like Simon Cowell on a jet ski <laughs>
3: No Jim White on the mid-morning show, so Natalie Sawyer was doing a Sterling job as always with Gary O'Neill and Simon Jordan, and they had Matt Lawton on the show.
8: Speaking about Mo Farah, there is of course no suggestion of any of any wrongdoing by him, but with this outcome for his former cap, uh, former coach, how damaging is all of this?
9: I think it's hugely damaging, Natalie. At the end of the day, um, Mo Farah was with Alberto Salazar. 2011 to 2017, uh, and during that period, you know, he enjoyed phenomenal success, won 10 straight global titles, numerous European titles, four Olympic gold medals, and the coach who oversaw, oversaw that success, the coach who actually transformed, though, as, a, as an athlete, really, has now been banned for four years for doping offences.
8: It's interesting because he... Farah obviously was, was a supporter of Salazar, backed him, and it took, what, more than two years for Farah to part company with Salazar after those initial doping allegations emerged. He has put out a statement today, Samo Mo Farah, saying that he's relieved that the US, USADA I should say, has after four years completed their investigation. He says, I have no tolerance for anyone who breaks the rules or, or crosses a line. A ruling has been made, and I'm glad there has been finally a conclusion. But by the fact that it took two years for him to part company with Salazar, and now this final conclusion, do you think his legacy will be tarnished?
9: I do, and 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 I think uh, it's not just his legacy. I think there's a, a lot of people are going to get tarnished by this. Mm. UK Athletics senior people there. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, Natalie. You know, I, I went to that first press conference that he gave in Birmingham after the original allegations emerged, and he defended Salazar that day. Uh, and I was, I was in London in 2017 um, uh, for the press conference ahead of his final track race, and there were lots of questions about legacy, and it was actually me who said, eventually said to him in the press conference, but Mo, do you not think your legacy is damaged by the fact that you've remained loyal to a coach who remains under investigation by the United States Anti-Doping Agency? And he, he gave a very aggressive response, and I was accused of basically being a hater... And, you know, and, and, and basically was made to feel like it was an extremely out of order question on that particular day. I even met resistance from other members of the press. You know, it was it was, it was unbelievable. Um, and yet here we are two years later, four year doping ban.
8: Uh, just to point out exactly what Salazar's been found guilty of, he trafficked testosterone, which is a banned performance enhancing mm. substance, which enables athletes to train harder and recover faster. There was also administration of prohibited IV infusion and uh, tampered yeah. with the doping control process. You've mentioned um, UK athletics and their involvement in some of yep. this situation now as a, as a result of this there will be serious questions for them to answer.
9: There, there are massive questions for them to answer, in particular for Neil Black, the performance director. Um, you know, we asked him at the time in 2015 uh, uh, if he was concerned about these allegations. And what you've got to remember about these allegations, Natalie, is, is that they, they were, it was a bit like the Lance Armstrong case in that ultimately Armstrong was brought down by the sheer number of other riders who, who basically revealed what was going on at us postal yeah mm. what we had with that with that original panorama film and then some of the stuff that some of some other journalists did is we had quite a number of people athletes and coaches and former staff who were also making who were making these allegations about what was happening at the Oregon project and yet and yet people like Neil Black and Mo chose to ignore them just chose to ignore them just basically dismissed it. And we had a situation where Neil Black actually, in response to these allegations, described Alberto Salazar as a genius. And further to that, the UK Athletics then, then ordered a review uh, uh, of Farah's relationship with the Oregon mm-hmm. Project. You know, a review that was led by the president of the UKA, Jason Gardner, that was, that was also led by Sarah Rowe, who remains a board director of the UKA. And they, they returned a verdict in the September of 2015 saying that there was no concern. They had no concerns about Farrah's ongoing relationship with the Nike Oregon project. And look how ridiculous they are today.
1: Jason Cundy here, and you're listening to TalkSport Daily.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry?
3: Now I don't know if you're aware of it but yesterday was 23 years to the day since Arsene Wenger joined Arsenal or Wenger as a lot of Arsenal fans call him I don't know why they should know his name it's not Wenger it's Wenger Anyway, this is Ray Parza talking about Arsene
2: Wenger when I got divorced, um, it was a really bad time for me. And he, yeah. he always he always helps you out like if you need a bit more time or go and see your lawyer. I said, "No, boss, I want to train. I'll just get you out of my mind." Then my divorce, and when it come out, broke broke in the papers that yeah. I, you know, I'd lost, and <laughs> my ex-wife was going to get forty percent of my future income. Yeah, he read the article. We always used to read the articles. Oh, wow. Right so what we used to do in the mornings is go and get all your strappings done in, 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 in the medical room yeah. Everybody, all the players would be in there all having a bit of fun a bit of a laughter and Arsene Wenger always used to walk in did always did whip round no they didn't have a whip round <laughs> and you, you're getting a bit of stick then you know and you, you're yeah. taking it no problem so you don't expect it from the manager so the manager used to walk around go around everyone Who, who's injured how are yeah. you getting on yeah. how, how's it all going yeah no problem so I'm, st- I'm sitting in the corner I'm, I'm having a bit of fun I'm mucking about and he comes in and he walks straight up to, to myself in front of everyone. It's packed. Yeah. And it all goes quiet. Oh, Ray, I've, I've just read the papers. You've had some bad news. You've, you've just lost 40% of your future income. And in the paper, he says, she saved your career. So it all went quiet. And yeah. I don't know what he's in the side. I said, yes, boss, bad news, really. I can't believe it. He went, Ray... Where's my forty percent? I've saved your career as well, and he walked off (laughs) laughing. And that's the sort of guy he was. And all the players were cracking up. And you know, he was—he was—he was was a very funny man.
3: On now to drive and Darren Goff was talking about cricketers chasing the money in the new 100 competition. Where, of course, the rules are you have to be over 100 to play in it. Sounds a bit silly to me.
6: Well, they're all following the money because it's uh, some co- players have confirmed. They've already signed up. Um, England's centrally contract players, um, there's um, eight franchises, are going to get the first pick. They're mm-hmm. going to pick one of them, even though they're not um, going to be able to play in all the games. They might only play one or possibly two games, but they're going to be the face of that franchise. So they're the first to get allocated.
5: If they'd asked you, Darren Goff, to coach... The Oval Invincibles, would you have done it?
6: Yeah. What about of the course. show? Of course I would. <laughs> well, it's only, what is it, four weeks, three and a half weeks. Okay, so hang on. We'll, you still do the show, you don't play every day. You only play like once every, what is it, four days or something?
5: Does. let's get this straight, okay? I've i, I I'm not primed you for this question, didn't tell you I was going to ask this question. i coach any of them. you coach any of the hundred teams?
6: Absolutely. I'd coach any one of them. Why? Why? Because I, I like the competition, I think it's going to be good fun, I think it's going to be different. Um, and it give you great experience moving forward in whatever you want to do to coach and manage a group of individuals, some fantastic players. Just some of the names I've mentioned there is great for your CV. Absolutely fantastic for you as a person to develop your people skills, whatever it may be, in coaching um, a cricket competition. That I think is going to be absolutely huge. <laughs>
3: And last but by no means least, of course, it's the best bits of the sports bar, which were, without a doubt, absolutely... Okay, I'll be honest with you, I'm actually recording this before tonight's show. But listen, we know it's going to be brilliant, because it's the sports bar. Yes, Billy is our stat man tonight. Right, you've got five stats from the nice football, or just
10: from the Tottenham game? Um... Mostly from Tottenham. I've got, I've got a rogue one as okay, well. OK, a rogue one. OK, so here we go. Start. Five. start number five. Tottenham's 7-2 defeat to Bayern Munich was the biggest ever margin of defeat by an English team at home in any European competition ever. OK? <laughs> <laughs> OK, next one. Four... <laughs> Spurs are the first English side to concede seven goals in any European competition since Spurs themselves lost eight nil to Cologne. Oh, in the UEFA Intertoto Cup in July 1995. <laughs> that, I mean, that's phenomenal. Spurs have broken their Jeez, equal. Spurs, Spurs have
5: broken their own the, record. Read that one oh, again, Bill. Oh, well, yes, well, so, and yeah. scroll oh, scrolled
3: off it now. Scrolled off it. Okay, using Twitter for your research, yeah. are you? Okay. Uh,
10: Spurs are the first English side to concede seven goals in any. European competition since Spurs themselves lost 8 0 to Cologne in the UEFA Intertoto Cup in July 1995. Yeah, you don't need to do that every time, Josh. Okay, on to the next stat. <laughs> Spurs have conceded seven goals Jeez. in a home match for the very first time in any major competition
3: ever. I mean, this, is,
5: this is getting
7: spursier. By the second. This,
3: is, this,
5: is, this, this
10: stat's you
3: getting best, spursier. Give us you your best
10: stat, man. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so back. Right. Bill, next one. Two. Uh, Robert Lewandowski. Oh, i oh, still okay, this, yeah. This is a bit better. Yeah. He scored 13 goals in just 10 appearances for Bayern Munich this season, more than any other player in the big five European leagues.
7: 13
3: in 10.
10: Games. Yep. And last one. One.
3: Uh,
10: Maybe yeah, at the end of that, Josh,
3: quite long, isn't it?
10: Yeah. Um, Thibaut Courtois. I played the first half for Real Madrid tonight, then came off. He has conceded eighty-one goals. And then came out. He was, he was subbed. Yeah, he was, he was pull, pull, pulled pulled off up. at half time. Was he? Uh, who pulled him off? Uh, That's Dan pulled him off. Yeah. Wow.
3: So, You've yeah. been pulled off at
7: half time. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: Josh! If ever you pressed if ever you pressed the button at the right time, that was yeah. That's it for another free podcast. So don't moan, don't go, oh they didn't have that, it's free. Alright, if you don't like it, it doesn't matter, it didn't cost you anything. A quick reminder that tonight on TalkSport, and tonight of course is Wednesday the second of October, we have live commentary of Lille against Chelsea in the Champions League. Jim Proudfoot and Matt Holland will be talking you through that. And of course, keep me up to date with Liverpool's match as well in the same competition. And more importantly, me and him over there, the fun boy, who's not actually over there but he's a figure of a speech, will be taking your calls from 10 pm on the sports bar. As we do every night of the week, including, of course, the biggest night of the week, which is Thursday, after the Champions of Europe, Europa League, World Club Cup competition. So make sure you join us for that and more. Thank you so much for downloading. There will be, of course, another one available to download or drop in Dreambox or whatever at the same ish time tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe. Thanks again. Have a good one. Be safe, everyone. Be safe.
8: That was a podcast from Talk Sport.